we want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82 Designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, we divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right. Here we go. Coming down. Three, two. And at the Working Fans Podcast, this is just a podcast that three lifelong fans created to have a place to talk comedy and pro wrestling. Now, our comedy podcast releases every Tuesday, while our wrestling podcast releases every Thursday. We release bonus episodes under the moniker Working Fans Presents every now and then. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, any major podcast provider. The important thing is just please like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to us. Now, we have started a new thing. We are now on Amazon and Audible. So those episodes release every Monday. And that's kind of going through the archives and just releasing our old episodes in a new area. So if you want to live through the process with us again, take that journey with us again you can find us over on Amazon and Audible. If you can't get enough of us in the audio form, check out our YouTube. It's youtube.com slash C slash Working Fans Wrestling Pod or just search Working Fans Podcast on YouTube. We have the whole archive is up there. And if you listen to the Working Fans Podcast, you are more than familiar with the 531. That is our signature segment where we take your top five list on a particular subject, vote it down to a top three, and then debate it down to a top one. If you want to hear three guys talk shit about comedy, wrestling, life, anything, you will enjoy the Working Fans Podcast. Find us on Twitter, that's at fansworking. Facebook, Working Fans Pod. We've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast and for any ideas that you might have. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram where you can keep up with us at WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. Fans, welcome back for another week of the Working Fans Podcast. And we have a big guest on this week. He has a half-hour special on Comedy Central. He has appeared on Conan, This Is Not Happening, and Crashing, among many other things. He's written for Not Safe with Nikki Glaser, Comedy Central roast of Rob Lowe, and was head writer on True TV's 10 Things. He is the co-host of Wrestle Roast. That's patreon.com slash wrestle roast. On Instagram, he is at Dane Saint. 
Germaine on Twitter. He is at DSG Ermaine, DS Germaine. Dan, how you doing today? Dan Wow, that's you got all the plugs out of the way. I'm good. <laughs> I'm excited to excited to talk with you guys about some wrestling. Absolutely. Dan, hey, I guess right off this is Dave. Right off the bat, what was your first love, wrestling or comedy? I think comedy, like, you know, like I, I although I, I think I like wrestling more than comedy. Like, you know, the one thing I remember the first thing that I remember cracking me up was like the naked gun when I was a kid and when I when I was wrestling, I mean, I liked like Jake the Snake and Ultimate Warrior, but I didn't really start to get into it until and I love the ice cream bars as a fat kid, still am. And uh, I uh, I didn't really start to get into it though until the new generation came around. Uh, so uh, about that was around like WrestleMania ten and like when when Brett was going against Yoko again, and Hogan had just left. Who was your guys in wrestling? My guys in wrestling. Well, when I was. You know, when I, when I first came, like when I, when I, when I, when new, when I came back, it was probably like Undertaker and Diesel. And mm. then it turned into Foley, Bob Van Dam, Austin. Those are definitely the guys for me. And I always Taker. Taker's always kind of been there. And, you know, then when I got back into it, like around 22, it was, uh, it was RVD kind of brought me back in. Like his run with Cena again was, mm. was 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 cool but i'm trying to think who else like really brought me in. i mean taker obviously like he, he kind of kept me around probably more than more more than anybody else did but you know now i've got a, now i've got a lot of guys i like I, I definitely like more guys than i don't like them so well that's interesting so yeah you're definitely obviously familiar with uh today's product too like so i was actually thinking about this today you know i with the WWE being so scripted, and I'm not even knocking WWE because there's some good promos. So I like I like Roman personally. I think he's a great. Player. Oh, I love Roman now. Yeah, Roman. Yeah. You know, one of the best things in wrestling right now. Yeah, as a heel, I think heel Roman with Paul Heyman is absolutely the best. But like, who are some of your favorite promos right now? Because I think AEW's got some great promos right now. Well, I think Roman and Roman is great. As far as other promos, you know, I I, I really enjoyed the program between Page and Omega right now. As far as like yes. You know whether or not you know. I, I think their promos have been really good, but but just you know, like they're they're very. If it's very focused towards that program, you know who I've been loving lately is Miro, and they're only a minute yes. promos, but they're awesome. I, I like MJF, but like this this pinnacle kind of feud is starting to kind of weigh on me a little bit. I think Cody now now that Cody's got a really good dance partner, his promos will will get, go back to where they used to be before the whole factory bullshit. And yeah, I mean those are the guys. You know, like. As far as like, you know, every time, you know, it just depends on who it is. Like, you know, I can't understand a word of what Tanahashi says, but when, when, he, you know, he, there's nobody that does a better babyface promo mm -hmm. after, you know, a match. He's got that old, you know, like that, like almost like Mickey Rourke and the wrestler kind of thing going on. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot of good shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you on that Miro thing too. He just like, as an all around performer, he just looks so reinvigorated like his matches he's got so much fire and then the promos too like he knows his character right now. yeah i think the bucks have actually been really i mean kingston mm -hmm. is always good like so you kind of forget but i think like the bucks his heels have been really good i mean their promos of faces were not great mm -hmm. but but uh, you know as, as 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 heels their promos have been have been awesome so yeah bringing it back to comedy just for a little bit before you started comedy like what were some of the day jobs you had before you broke in well in high school i worked at a Sam Goody. I worked at a grocery store. I worked at a gas station. Later on, I worked as a janitor. I worked as a, at, at the IFC center. I 
worked in food stuff. I like worked at a, a couple bars and, and then I also was a security guard for like three years. So I've kind of had a lot of different, you know, I guess blue collar, maybe not blue collar, but just, you know, real nine to five jobs, you know, a lot of retail, uh, minimum wage, nine to five jobs. <laughs> yeah. Must uh, get a lot of good material from those jobs and experiences. It, it depends on the job, <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, I mean, you always kind of write what you know. Did you have a, now you said you got back in kind of because of the new generation. Was there like one story or something that really like lured you back in? Yeah, I think like the Razor Michaels, you know, the, the whole who's the real intercontinental champion. I did like the Luger and Bret Hart, you know, Royal Rumble finish where mm. you were deciding who was going to go where. But yeah, that, then that kind of took, you know, the Diesel kind of Shawn Michaels story, which, you know, they're they're kind of actually doing in, in NXT right now. And they're also doing it in AEW to an extent with MJF and Warlow. That that's always been, you know, and then, you know, they for whatever reason, that story of like, you know, the guy behind the guy who's actually the tougher guy, that story for me has always resonated for whatever reason. In the same token, too, who were some of like your comedy favorites growing up? And has that changed the older you got? Yeah, I, you know, I just watched, I mean, right now, the thing that I just watched was actually that I, I loved was the Tim Robinson show on Netflix, which is a sketch show. So that's, kind of outside of stand-up. I've been taking a break from stand-up for a little bit. I mean, there's definitely people, you know, I still like with stand-up. But, you know, as far as stand-up, I mean, obviously, I, I think everybody would say Pryor kind of got them into it. And then and then David Cross and I would say, you know, Chappelle, Louis, Patton, Bamford, kind of the usual suspects for me. How did uh, WrestleRose start? WrestleRose started, you know, it was a bunch of happy accidents. I, I had this podcast, Total F and Marks, and a lot of the remnants from Total F and Marks are there. But, you know, we had a bunch of different hosts. And then I landed on Scott. Scott was awesome. And we had Robert come on. And I was like, well, this would be cool to have somebody who's actually kind of worked in the wrestling business. And then uh, Mike came on. And Mike, you know, and then that was like, well, Mike's one of the best roasters in the world. Scott's also, you know, an excellent roaster. And what Robert does online is essentially just, you know, roast wrestling on, on WWE Creative-ish. So that, and, you know, I, I had a little experience. I mean, I wrote for other Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe roast very little. And I, I did my, I did, you know, the Pritchard roast and the Tony Schiavone roast at the first full gear. So, you know, I just kind of, I kind of looked at like, you know, the team of guys that I had and also who I could get on, which is, you know, like, you know, I've been doing comedy long enough that I can, you know, I know a lot of really talented people. So it, it kind of, and I, and I, you know, and I have a pretty good relationship with Conrad and I was like, well, what's, what's a way that I can kind of like combine all this stuff together. And, you know, it was good. We doubled our listenership from Total F and Marks and we're still building now. Obviously we kind of, we kind of you know, go with how wrestling's going. So now our numbers are going up because, you know, now Cena's back, you know? So, uh, uh, yeah. What I really like about your show is it's almost like the Avengers of roasting. Like every week when I listen, you'll hear the subject and then like Mike will get his jokes out of the way and it's like, oh shit, what's Dan going to say? And then Scott gets to his jokes and then just no matter who you have on, it's always a great episode. Well, thanks, man. I, you know, it is... Sometimes, you know, with, with a roast, it's always the later you are, the, the more of a disadvantage you are. But yeah, I mean, it, it was, it, you know, it, I think all those, you know, those those guys are really good at it. I'm for sure not even, you know, the strongest roaster on the show. And, and, and I think that that's good. You know, you have guys that kind of, you know, like one of the things that I, I really loved about stand-up, and I, I don't really, I've kind of taken a break from it recently, but 
when I, when I really was into stand up, it was, you know, who would have the best set every, every, um, every night, you know, and there was like a, a core group of guys, all of which are doing pretty well right now. And it was anybody who would have the best set, you know, and, and I think that that's kind of something that I wanted to recreate with this. It's like, you know, I remember the first week we did Baron Corbin and we did like a round robin thing and we only had six jokes each. And I was like, no, let's just really do this thing, you know? So at, after Shane, Brett, Brett was the one we really figured out the show. And then starting with Rhonda, we, we included the bright side. So people can't just say it's us shitting on people. I mean, that's the thing about the show is that we're all huge marks. And, you know, if you listen to the show, like, we spend a lot more time talking about how great the person is than roasting them, actually. You know, we spend probably about half the time roasting them. I mean, half the time that we talk about how great they are. Like, we'll spend like 15 minutes on a roast, but a half hour talking about all the cool shit they did. So, yeah. Now, do you ever find it hard to roast somebody? Like, there's almost more good than bad. Cause with some guys, there's enough that they've given you over the years with, where you're like, oh, this is going to be easy. But then other times, it's like, ooh, this is going to be a little tougher, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's it it all depends on on who it is. But there's always something, man, because I, a lot of the time, like I really thought mm. Stu was going to be super hard because he doesn't, you know, he hasn't really fucked up that much, you know. And 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 it actually turned out to be kind of fun just because it was different, you know. It was like, all right, now you know we we don't get to write the you know shitty relationships or or substance abuse problems jokes you know like like with the you know like uh which is why we kind of you know we did you know sean michaels the fiend and kenny omega those are all three very different types of jokes you know so i think that like actually it becomes deceptive because the ones that are easier to roast are in some ways harder because the jokes are more obvious but yeah Mm. you know it, it it all depends like we're doing we just recorded Lita. We're doing Booker T next week. Booker T is actually going to be pretty hard because, you know, he did have that period where, he, you know, he went to prison for like a year and a half. But after that, it's like, you know, he's by all accounts, great guy to work with. When, when, I, when I've met him, he's been awesome. And, you know, it seems like a kind of a class act. So it, it'll that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. Now, the new Jack roast that you guys did, that was an interesting one. The buildup for that was hotly anticipated I oh think. yeah I, t- I totally pussied out <laughs> I, did a, I did my I, I pulled my i was gonna pull one boast battle card and i pulled it for new jack i really should have used it on someone else because new jack like died two weeks later um, yeah that was gonna be my one question after he died i was thinking like oh man is wrestle roast gonna get back to that and give it like a honest swing or <laughs> well we may go back i mean there's so many dude i made a list of like because I was kind of nervous, like, are we going to run out of people? And it's like, we still have, like, 400 to go that would be good. So, I, you know, I, I'm not really nervous about that. And then there's certain people you could definitely, you know, go back back to. You know, I don't think we could go back to Sting. Like, I don't think there's enough meat on the bone there. But, like, I'm looking at some of the other people. Like, Brett, we could definitely go back to. You know, the Hardys, we could definitely go back to. Michaels, we could definitely go back to. Uh, warrior we could definitely go back to there's definitely there's definitely people that like you know and then and then you can kind of cheat and do like all right well we already did sean but we haven't done dx or we've done brett but we haven't done the heart foundation Mm -hmm. so you can kind of sneak in jokes that way too because but yeah i think in october we're going to do some ones that are going to probably be a little like i think we're going to do gangrel in october and Mm -hmm. Like he hasn't had a ton of, you know, he's not like by any means a legend in wrestling. So that'll be interesting to try to come up with jokes for that. 
Yeah, definitely. Now, why do you think roasts are so revered in comedy? Uh, I think it's, you know, I think we all, you know, we all want a controlled setting to shit on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I mean, now with the internet, you know, it used to be roasts are brutal, but like the joke format itself kind of takes some of the sting out. And, you know, Twitter is so much meaner than any any roast you can do. Like uh, with a roast, you're like doing a setup and punchline and you know, you really actually have to think about what you're saying. So yes, it can be mean, but if it's artfully done, people almost appreciate the structure of the joke. Opposing on Twitter where it's just like somebody, you know, being like, hey, you did this fucking thing, so kill yourself. Um, <laughs> it's a lot harsher. Yeah, and like social media just seems to be so mean-spirited a lot of the times when people respond to things and roasts. It seems to be a way of like honoring the guest while still being like, oh, you got something coming your way. Right, yeah, I think that that's, what, that's why Bright like, Side Here's some important. jokes about you. Things for, like for that. Patreon, we're going we're gonna to knock out next month all the, or it's, I think September actually, we're going to knock out all the bright sides that we didn't get to do on the show. So we're doing like, you know, bright side of Goldberg, bright side of threat. And it, it, it was really important to us to, you know, to really, you know, talk about like how great these guys are. Cause at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're fans, you know, we're doing this as wrestling fans. We're not doing this as, as uh, we're doing this as comedians, but primarily, you know, we're still, we're still wrestling fans and we're still, we're still guys that love to talk about it and love to talk about the booking and, and enjoy, you know, enjoy it. I still enjoy it. Like I'm going to watch, you know, I'm in, I'm looking forward to watching dynamite tonight. You know, there's, there's, it's, it's to the point of like where I may be on the spectrum with this shit. I probably watch more wrestling than anybody else on the show. Um, because I, I watch all the stuff that Robert watches and all the stuff Scott watches and they have, they have very different tastes. So, yeah. Do you find that with podcasting, you tend to watch more wrestling? Like, I would be watching GCW anyways this weekend, but with, like, Cardona versus Gage, I almost feel like that's something I gotta see, and part of it yeah. is to talk about on the show. To How much is that on, on Fight? I just don't want to pay to watch a Gage match, man. Like, mm -hmm. that's the only thing. It's like, I think it's so bad for wrestling, you know? <laughs> like, like, just, like, the, the fucking... You know the like he may be someone we don't wrestle roast because I'm just like dude all we're all that guy does it's just like like really injures people like and I already watch UFC so if I want to watch somebody who actually knows how to fight like I'll watch the best in the world do that I don't need to watch some guy who's you know done time break a light bulb over somebody's head yeah, yeah. like. Are you going to roast a guy in the murder, death, kill gang? Like a guy that'll sit there after matches and be like, I don't give a fuck who you are. I'll meet you to fight in the parking lot. I've seen him say <laughs> it. I'm like, I 100% believe him. I 100% believe that with him too. And, you know, of course he's going to say that. But, you know, I mean, that guy's not going to fuck with somebody who really knows what they're doing. You know, like mm. you're never going to see Nick. Nick Gage is going to like pick a fight with somebody like us. He's not going to pick a fight with somebody like Matt Riddle. You know, like, <laughs> like Matt Riddle is the, the legit, the probably the baddest man in wrestling, you know, as far as as far as an actual MMA skill set. So, yeah, I may. I mean, I keep up with New Japan. I keep up with, you know, WWE, AEW, obviously. Every, you know, every, you know, every once in a while. I mean, I'll keep up with Impact, but I don't watch Impact. Mm -hmm. And I'll keep up with Ring of Honor, but I don't watch Ring of Honor. And, and kind of this, you know, if Stardom has a big thing, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that involved. But a, a lot of stuff, too, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm starting to watch all the old All Japan stuff. And that's that's probably the best wrestling of all time, you know, it's like, you know, like I was like, I, I thought all these, you know, you know, like people were like, Oh, the dream matches are, are taker and, and sting. It's like, no, probably it was like 
if you dream match would be like Austin and Masawa, you know, or, you know, somebody, somebody like that, you know, where it's like, uh, like if you ever seen the Samoa Joe Kabashi match at Ring of Honor, one of the most incredible things ever. So there's so much more meat on the bone, you know, there's so much like Terry Funk is one of my favorite wrestlers. And like, I go out of my way to like watch his stuff because you know, it's, it's just like everything. It's just such a great, he just tells such a great story in the ring. So there's also a lot of old wrestling, I'd rather watch, yeah, I'd rather watch an all Japan match than I would. Although, you know, I got a lot of respect for Matt Cardona. I, I don't like, you know, I don't love him in the ring, but like as far as like the ideas that that guy brings to the business and, you know, his ability to reinvent himself, like if I was Tony Khan, man, like that's a guy that I would hire to head to be one of the heads of creative, you know, like, which I'm sure that guy, you know, he still wants to go as a wrestler, but like a guy like that, it kind of reminds me of a Jimmy Jacobs where, okay, you know, I don't have that, you know, that Randy Orton thing where I walk into a room and everybody looks at me. So how, how am I going to get myself over, you know, outside the box? And that, and that's really what you want, you know, as a creative, if you're working with someone creatively. You had said you were an MMA fan as well. Is there anybody in MMA you would like to roast or is that like, we don't want to fuck with those guys? <laughs> <laughs> We, we'll, I mean, we'll definitely, you know, the, our, our rule is if they have some, you know, we did Ronda, you know, yeah. obviously we would be able to do Cain Velasquez, we'd be, absolutely be able to do Shamrock. I mean, Shamrock, man, I mean, I don't know if you read the Snowden book this year, I and mean, that guy's life is absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. You know, Brock is an MMA guy, you know, I'm sure, sure we'll be able to run, I'm sure we'll be able to roast Connor at some point, because I'm almost positive Connor is going to be headlining a WrestleMania within the next five years. I think that that's, you know, he's going to do the Paul fight first and then he's going to do, I mean, he'll probably do another MMA match, uh, which is not a good idea, but I, um, I hate to see him in a Paul fight, but I know that's probably where this is going. At some well, time. I mean, if, if you're him and you're, if you're his team, sure. right now, if you're his team right now and you're looking at like, like, I mean, he has been so outclassed by mm-hmm. Poirier and, and Poirier's, you know, maybe, you know, it, like obviously Khabib's the best fighter in the division. He's not fighting anymore. But, you know, Dustin Poirier may not even be the best fighter in that division. And he completely outclassed Connor. Like, I don't – I mean, could you see Connor beating up Oliveira right now? Could no. you see Connor? Could you see Connor going up against that new guy, Islam? You know, like, I, I, I don't think that he can do it anymore. I, I just don't – you know, once you get paid that much money for a boxing match, it's really hard – you know, it's one thing if you're Bruce Springsteen and you're like, all right, I'm a multimillionaire, but I want to come up and have a great set every night to prove I can still do it. But Bruce isn't getting hit in the fucking face, right. you know, like, and right. uh, you know, I, I just don't think that, you know, I, I think that he's going to want to face a Paul or something and then he'll eventually go into wrestling. Now, so. just curious, because like for me, I was a pro wrestling fan first and I think it was the season of like the heavyweights on the Ultimate Fighter where it was Rampage and Rashad were the coaches, and they were cutting promos on each other. And I found out about Chael Sonnen, and that got me into MMA. It was almost the wrestling aspect of it. And then I really Oh, yeah, Dana, Dana. I mean, yeah. that's the unfortunate thing is, like, people were talking about the AEW, WWE wars. I'm like, the war was UFC and, and all of pro wrestling, and UFC won because mm-hmm. UFC was able to take what worked about wrestling and apply it, and wrestling is unable to take what works about UFC and, and apply it. You know, it's like – U- UFC has that cool thing of like, you know, they do the wrestling promos and a lot of the guys, you know, they're not nearly as good as rest besides Connor and, you know, to a certain extent, like a Nate Diaz or something, you know, like nobody's really that great of a promo. And, and you know, a lot of it is just kind of like cheap kind of, 
you know, people have charisma, like Adesanya has charisma, but sure. a lot of, a lot of guys like, you know, um, Usman and, and Colvington, like it's like a great, they have a great feud because, you know, they're very different politically, but it's not like either of those guys can cut like a fantastic promo. So I still love wrestling for that reason. But yeah, I mean, UFC took every single casual fan and, and for a while, Cena was able to keep all the kids and now that's kind of done. So they've got to find somebody to fill that spot. I don't know who it is. Uh, I don't think it's Roman. Roman's really good as a heel, but I think it's, it, it, you know, maybe the closest now would be Riddle is somebody who could maybe take, you know, like I think his, his personality, he's still, you know, he's still not as smooth on the mic, obviously, as Cena, although, you know, he's just as good, if not better in the ring. But yeah, no, I, I think the WWE, I, I don't think they're ever going to be able to get like the casual MMA guys back, but I do think they can get kids back. But the way to do that is, you know, <laughs> The way to do that is to have somebody kids would like, like Big E is champion. Yeah. You know? It's not to have Bobby Lashley as champion. It's not to have Goldberg as champion. It's to have, you know, somebody, you know, you know, like, look, Cena, Cena had new, every, every new merch piece of merch he had was like a new bright colored shirt, you know, which like little kids would flock to. So that's always been Vince's genius is trying to get a, an audience, you know, outside us neckbeards. <laughs> and for whatever reason, it, it, it seems like he hasn't, since Cena, he hasn't found that guy or girl. You know, Becky has been the one that's come closest. But, you know, as far as casual fans, besides, you know, besides Becky, I mean, I mean, Rome, I, I love Roman, but I almost feel like Roman's transformation, what he did was Roman now got all the neckbeards that were already there on board. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. that he got like new people on board. He got them. I mean, obviously the guy's a guy's gorgeous so like there's women are attracted to him but you know you you gotta find like the um you gotta finding a casual fan is tough and and even in general you know like if you look at now just in terms of entertainment it's like there's more podcasts but podcast numbers really aren't growing like the the things that are growing right now are like ufc soccer and video game culture like almost everything else you know is kind of like now one option amongst a million options so it, the whole business model has changed. So I don't know how you would even go about it, but I think that probably WWE kind of going an emphasis back to a little bit more of the silly would, would help. I was just curious. We do. Uh, I'm just going to ask you this. We'll throw a little uh, curveball at you, but um, we do a segment on here called the five three one. We do like a top five, mm-hmm. and you know, talking about all these like top you know performers. Like, who would you think right now in the business? are like the top five potential breakout stars. Just your personal Break, Breakout or the top five guys right now? Top five like guys that you think are going to break out or are breaking out right now, I guess. Mm, well, I mean, MJF, right? You know, he's, he's amazing. He, it's, he's amazing. Hangman Page, you got to put in yeah. there. Absolutely. I can't say Jungle Boy yet because of the promo. I can't say Sammy just yet, but mm. those guys are on, you know, they're, 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 they're sniffing around, you know. And, and then behind them, you got Ricky Starks, you know, which who yes. everybody's about. So I would, I would definitely say Hangman and MJF. As, as far as who in NXT right now, you know, this is crazy, but I saw something in I saw something in Tegan Knox when I was on SmackDown. When I was watching SmackDown, I'm like, this is a white meat baby face. Mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason, I'm cheering this girl in a way that I cheer Daniel Bryan. 
I don't know what that is about. I think Bianca has a lot of upside. I think the women in WWE have a lot of upside. I do think Britt does too. Sasha uh, uh, and Becky, obviously. Sasha, you know, there's only, you know, her promos are always going to be only so good. Her character's amazing, but her promos are are, are decent, but they're, they're not to the level where everyone else is. As far as, like, guys in WWE who I think, I think, like, I thought Keith Lee had a big potential, but mm. it seems like they don't believe in him the way that the internet does. And I think that Riddle has some potential, but I, I do think he has some growing to go. He, you know, his his stuff backstage is really good with vignettes. When he grabs a mic in the middle of the ring, I still think he's not a total natural yet, but he can totally get there. And, and he's a little bit muggy. He's a fantastic wrestler. I mean, like his stuff in Evolve, I absolutely love. He's a little bit too muggy right now with within Raw, like as far as like he oversells a little bit. And I understand why he does because, you know, he's a tough motherfucker. So he's probably got to overcompensate, you know. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, like the other guys that are already there, you know, it's like, like, like obviously Kenny's a big star and Roman's a big star and mm-hmm. – and, and you know, I mean, and, and nobody can, you know, you can't, you can't cat out Osprey and Abushi. Although I have no idea what what Osprey's Osprey's deal is. I, I think G, uh, no, not and and Abush, but Jay White. I think that there's also some oh, yeah. there for sure. Jay White seems really he uh, he kind of reminds me, you know, in the beginning, it's deceptive because he wrestles. He's such an excellent wrestler, and he is he is of that new you know, almost like I call it like dazzle strong style where you get the dazzle of uh, the indies with the strong style of New Japan. Um, but like promo wise, he's very old school NWA. It's, it's, it reminds me of like, you know, how Bachwinkle was and like guys like that. And and even to some certain extent, Flair. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. There's, there's a lot of talent and, you know, people who don't think there's a, talent, a lot of talent and don't think that wrestling is, is in a great place right now. I implore them to watch 2008 and 9 T Impact some of WWE. I mean, they were like they had a lot of potential there, but it was like, you know, there was it was just rotten. Uh, wrestling was rotten then. So, wrestling has come a long way in 10 years and and there will always be in my in my mind ebbs and flows as far as what's good and what's bad. And I and I and I, and I think that, you know, cuz on our show we definitely have, you know, on our show we have you know, guys who are more AEW, guys who are more WWE. And I, I'm just, I'm a fan of wrestlers and programs. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I don't really, there are, you know, there are things that I love on AEW. There are things that I'm, I'm not that into. And the same thing with WWE. Yeah, I think I just enjoy it, man. Especially if you're a wrestling fan, when for a while we only had like one option. And now, you know, and now even more importantly, we're able to watch all these promotions online and stream these promotions that we never could before. And that, that, that's cool that like you know now I can I can see the Shingo and Abushi match as it happens and yeah. and that's awesome man. Turn it back to podcasts just for a second. What would you say are some of the biggest misconceptions about podcasting? I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know if anyone has. I mean, anybody who says like, oh, that's the way to make all the money in the world is is wrong. I mean, mm. it's a slow building thing, but that that's almost like you know that's almost that's almost everything. It's just, it's it, it seems like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, as far as misconceptions, I, I mean, I, I think I did look at like you know how much money a lot of podcasts make, and you know, it's not like people say, oh, they're you know like the guys who got. It's almost like everything else. The guys who got there in the beginning yeah. are doing really well, and you know, and then everybody else struggles to find an audience. You know, I, I do enjoy. I, I do like the fact that. 
there is something nice about you know that there aren't gatekeepers anymore and in the same way and and some and that that does sometimes you do need gatekeepers but it's nice that there are other ways to you know like i'll see people online you know i've been fortunate that i have done the montreal comedy festival but i'll see people bitch online that they haven't done the montreal comedy festival and shit and i'm like well shit doesn't fucking matter anymore like now now when you go to montreal like most people are signed like it's like it's like everyone's heard of everyone else. Everyone's hip pocketing people. So this whole like uh, ode, this getting discovered, it's actually the easiest it ever has been to get discovered. I think most people would be surprised about the amount of work that goes into podcasting. Like some people yeah. might think it's just turn on a mic and talk. But yeah, uh, it, it, it was like that for us for a little bit, and now no, now it's not. Now I'm like I watch so much wrestling. I <laughs> I spend hours writing jokes about it every week, and we're always like trying to just like. You know, all right, well, what's a good thing to watch with something else? So, yeah, it's not as easy as people make it out to be, for sure. Now, what are some of your goals for the podcast and your career right now? Well, I've, I've been doing, like, I haven't announced it, but I'm working with Dan Soder and and a certain wrestler on something, which will be announced. So keep keep your eyes peeled for that. I can tell you guys off the, off the podcast what it is, but it hasn't been announced yet. But it's very, I'm very excited for it, and then I'm hoping it turns into a show. So, and I, you know, I just finished my uh, this this movie, and I've I've been working on it with Scotty Landis, who wrote Ma, and so we're hoping we find a home for that. And yeah, I mean, first the podcast. Look, I mean, I would love it to keep growing, and you know, we have a nice little Patreon audience. We obviously like to increase that. Um, but yeah, it would be awesome to like, you know, tour with it and, you know, have people come out and see it and just, you know, hang out with, with wrestling dudes and shit. And I mean, I think one thing that we may do, you know, we, we have some ideas for some live shows coming up. I, you know, Mike has some really good ideas and, and I think, you know, as you know, I think there's going to be another star cast at some point and hopefully we have a presence there. Hopefully we haven't pitched, pissed everybody off, <laughs> uh, you know, by that point. But uh, yeah, so. I'm, I'm excited about the future, man, for sure. Dan. Awesome. Now, Dan, is there anything you got coming up you want to promote? Just check out the podcast, dudes. I mean, we have a, you know, every week we have, we roast a wrestler and we also talk about the current product. We're going to be going back to, you know, detailing Dynamite, you know, more so in the next couple of weeks because we, you know, schedule-wise, we haven't really been able to cover it as it happens. And uh, our Patreon, I think we have the best wrestling Patreon in the business. I mean... You know, for five extra dollars, you get an extra roast every month. Some of the extra roasts, if you if you join now, we have Teddy Hart, Sam Punk, Dave Meltzer, Jim Cornette, New Jack. We're doing Billy Corgan next. We're doing Vince Russo after that. And then we're doing Alberto Del Rio, which you can also only get that on our Patreon. And uh, if you do another tier, $10 tier, like once a week, myself and Robert Karpolis review a show. And then, hey, you know, like, uh, like we'll you know, review either Raw or Dynamite or SmackDown. And um, not not really Dynamite. Usually it's a WWE show. So it's for, for $10, you're getting like, if you like the show already, um, for 10 extra dollars, you're, you know, you're essentially getting an, an additional seven episodes a month. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good deal. Awesome. Unless you hate us, then it's a terrible deal. <laughs> 
Dan, thank you so much for doing the show, man. Hey, buddy, thanks, thanks, thanks for uh, having me. Thank you, guys. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod and then as always please continue to listen to us on anchor.fm google podcast spotify breaker overcast pocket cast radio public all your major platforms if you're following us on apple podcast which we are also on now and youtube please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating it helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week 